everybody and welcome back to a new episode of Between Books and Baggage. I'm so excited that you're here for part two of my solo traveling experience to Berlin. If you haven't heard part one yet, I would strongly recommend you start there because there we'll be talking all about the journey to Berlin and my very first day there. And in this episode, I will take you along day two and three and I wish you a wonderful time. Okay, so this was day one. I fell asleep so fast after that full day of sightseeing. And then on day two, I decided to have a bit of a calm morning. I slept in until 10. Um, I didn't want to rush outside to have so many new experiences again because I still kind of needed to have a bit of time with the old ones, let it sink in what I experienced the day before. And yeah, so when I finally made it out of my bed, <laughs> I decided to go on a journey to Zor, which is a train station across the, um, on the other side of the river, on, on the other side of Berlin, um, as for where I was staying. My grandmother, actually, she grew up in Berlin and she had some recommendations for me. So on day one, I did all of the touristy program. And on day two, I decided to take some of her advice. Um, and she said I really had to go see the um, Gedächtniskirche am Zoo, which is kind of a memorial church. Um, even the the tower of the church is still kind of bombed and you can see how much destruction actually went on. Um, and then the other, it, there's only half the church is only, is only standing and the other half of the church, they rebuilt it in a modern way. So it's also kind of interesting to see the um, the direct difference between the two parts to see history and presence collide. And yeah, it's actually the locals, as my grandmother, um, my grandma told me, the locals have this um, term for it, which is called Holozan which basically translates to hollow tooth <laughs> because the, the tower of the church, which is um, not intact anymore, kind of looks like this. And yeah, it was it was super cool to also see that and also really impressing, impressive to, to see what the Second World War actually did. I mean, of course, you learn in school all about all of the bombings and you maybe see pictures and videos, but actually being there, standing in front of this church... That was an entirely different story. So yeah. And right next to this very historic church, there's the Kurfürstendamm, or Kudam, as the locals call it. It's this basically this shopping street. And on the shopping street, you have the KDW, the Kaufhaus des Westens. Again, translates to shopping center of the West. Um, and of course, because I'm super smart, I went there on a Sunday. <laughs> And if you don't know, on Sunday, everything closes in Germany. I thought maybe Berlin is a bit different because it's the capital. No, everything is closed. You cannot buy anything on this huge shopping street. Usually this is packed with people and everybody's shopping. But on Sunday, it's quiet. There's two souls on the street. Me and, I don't know, another guy. <laughs> um, but it was really, really empty. And kind of also cool to see it from outside, the KDW. Um, it's beautiful, but I really would have wanted to go inside as well because, yeah, of course you want to go in. Um, and of course that they also had this huge bookshop, which I unfortunately couldn't, couldn't visit as it was closed as well. Um, but yeah, instead of being really 
feeling sorry for my own stupidity, <laughs> I decided to um, take some self-portraits. I recently saw this in a show where this girl, um, she wants to try to be kind of more artsy. She has this friend um, who is very artistic and she then kind of gets inspired by his art to make her own art and she really t uh, gravitates towards photography. And since I already was in Berlin and my grandfather was kind of a photographer, um, it was his hobby, but he was he published a few books. So that's it's really cool. And then I decided to try it out for myself and took some really cool pictures, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and after my short uh, photo session, I went to, into a cafe, I ordered some hot chocolate and I read a book. And this book is also quite special because it's actually set in Berlin. It's called Frau, Tren Frau Jenny Treiber and it's written by Fontane. And it's honestly, it's so cool to read a book while you're actually in the city. The next day I would, um, I also went to one of the streets that uh, the protagonist was living out his daily life. But I'm, let's continue in order. <laughs> But anyways, I, um, I was reading Frau Jenny Treiber in this cafe, I was watching the people, the few people that walked by. I was watching other people in the cafe. And I was just really enjoying this autumnal day where the sun finally came out after a really rainy fast day. The sun finally came out on the second day. And it was it was lovely. I kind of felt like a main character in a movie. So yeah, that was my cafe experience. And then I decided to go for a walk. I walked to the Soviet War Memorial, um, Tiergarten. Um, which is this huge golden statue with the with the angel wings. Um, I'm sure you've seen it if you've ever. Um, it's also very a very touristy spot, but I really wanted to see it as well. And I went for another walk um, along the Spree River. River, sorry, German and English mixing. <laughs> um, and it was lovely. And then I decided to have dinner again alone at Diesel House. And Diesel House is this really, um, it's part of the mu museum island in Berlin. And when I went inside, you could actually, they have these huge machines um, because it's a former uh, factory. And when I went downstairs, they had this old, um, I don't even know what it's called, honestly. Uh, like 50 years ago, if you wanted to make a phone call, you had to have these huge boxes and then the people would um manually kind of uh connect you to the other person on the phone and they had one of these machines downstairs it was super cool to see that as well in, in real life i don't know if you know exactly what you, what i mean but yeah these these old boxes where people can connect your phone line to another phone line and it it was super super cool And also the staff was really, really nice. That's another thing I noticed. If you go dining out alone, um, the staff will more likely be, the staff is more likely to talk to you and kind of um, make a few jokes around you. And honestly, I felt in really good hands in Diesel House. So another recommendation there. Um, so yeah, I was again reading Frau Jenny Treibel, Frau Jenny Treibel in Diesel House and enjoyed my dinner. And then explored Berlin a bit more by night with all of the lights on. I took a tram ride. I, of course, didn't get the way right initially, but I eventually made it back to the hotel. And that was another really, really nice day. And then on day three, 
it was already time to say goodbye. But since my train only left in the afternoon, I decided to make the most of it. So that day I actually got up early. Um, well, early. I was out the door by, I think, nine. So a little bit earlier than the other days. <laughs> um, and then I decided to go to Kreuzberg because there is this song by Louis Held. He's a German actor and rapper. And I honestly love his songs, especially in Berlin. It was amazing to, to listen to his songs because he's often referencing Berlin within um, his music. And he has this one song, which is called, which is called Kreuzberg. Um, so I had this on repeat in my headphones. I was walking down Kreuzberg and it was just a, the coolest thing ever. <laughs> um, and then if you, if you don't know this, Kreuzberg is one of the a bit more sketchy places, I would say. It's not super sketchy, but it's definitely not the polished touristy spot um, that you used to if you only go for a tourist visit. Um, but I found this super nice cafe. It's kind of this, I think it attracts a lot of hipsters and digital nomads. So the atmosphere inside, there were a lot of um, furniture which didn't match and uh, the couple was super nice. It was actually... Um, they had this very particular German dry sense of friendliness. Um, so I was sitting in that cafe, I was ordering my chai latte, and then I wrote a little story about what was happening in that cafe. So I will read, to, read that to you right now. Ein Schwall deutscher Freundlichkeit. I was sitting in a cafe somewhere in West Berlin, enjoying a cup of hot chai while contemplating some life decisions. Suddenly, my thought carousel was interrupted by the doorbell. An old man found his way in, bringing with him a flush of fresh air. He was a bit odd-looking, with his large dark blue raincoat, used black jeans and thin glasses. And he was carrying a white cane. But what was much more interesting was how the couple that owned the café immediately welcomed him like an old friend, making a table ready and starting to woozle around to take his raincoat. With the entry of the blind man, the atmosphere in the café completely transformed and gained a kind of warmth that did not stem from the stark contrast of the rainy weather outside and the warm atmosphere inside. The genuine care of the couple for their returning customer slash old friend essentialized German host culture. Not empty words, but helpfulness, easygoingness and genuine care for their loyal local customers. Um, okay, so I'm currently trying to write a bit more. So in this podcast, I might include one or the one on the other short story. And they will get better with time. I'm just getting into writing again. So yeah, after that, I left the cafe again because another couple was waiting. And I decided to implement this German Hilfsbereitschaft host culture again. And yeah, so after I left the coffee house, I wanted to try out some bookshops which have come a bit short since the last day was Sunday and nothing was open um, but I found in Kreuzberg there's a lot of antique shops antique bookshops as well there's there are specific queer bookshops and you can find them basically at every corner so I was walking along um, the main street along the river and you could just like you would join into one of these tiny little streets and at the end of it there was this most beautiful bookstore um there was an antique store there was one that actually won a prize for being one of the cutest bookstores in berlin and it was just i had a blast and i complimented the owners because you know 
that the owner had has handpicked every single book that he will display and that's kind of it adds to the warmth of and the character of a bookshop and that's what that's one thing that I love so much about um visiting local bookshops especially in Berlin as you know I was reading Frau Jenny Treiber at the time and the protagonist Miss Jenny she actually lives with her cos- with her husband at Köpenickerstraße and there's this one scene where she describes how her son um, he's riding his horse every single day up and down Köpenickerstraße, stopping and turning at Schlesisches Tor. And I was actually standing at Schlesisches Tor, so that was super exciting. <laughs> um, it was so cool to see the actual street and see the old buildings that were built in this place. The book is set in 1885, and to imagine what people that were actually living in Berlin around the time of 1885... Uh, what were their dreams, what did they care about, what were their sorrows, and to kind of be really immersed into the setting, that was that was a really, really great and special time. So I will always cherish that memory in my heart. And yeah, so that was about it. I then, it was already quite late, so I made my way back with the train, uh, with the tram to eat my last currywurst, while I was in Berlin, I had to have it again because it was so good. And so then after my last currywurst, I took the tram again to the main train station and I started a journey to go back, which of course started with a delayed train. <laughs> um, and with this, we're full circle once to Berlin and back to Maastricht. And I really enjoyed, really, really enjoyed my visit to this city. I think it's always so special to have... A solo trip somewhere um, to really be immersed into a new culture to kind of imagine yourself like a local what would your life look like if you were to actually live in this place and to just follow your nose and do what you whatever your heart desires in this new place that was my trip if you enjoyed it i would be really grateful if you could haha if you could rate this podcast <laughs> Wow, I'm getting more professional by the day here. <laughs> um, no, I would generally be really excited. I actually noticed I have 50 listens now, which is insane to think that 50 people actually listen to what I say. So I'm super excited, super grateful. And other than that, I hear you in the next one. Bye, guys.